Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Tuesday, December 15th, 2020, one day before the early signing period starts. So obviously, we're going to talk a lot about recruiting today, but uh, let's get to the biggest news inside the Big Ten yesterday. And that was that the rumor of Jim Phillips, the athletic director for Northwestern, he is off to be the head man in charge of the ACC. And uh, I told you yesterday the rumors were swirling about this one. Uh, there was no formal offer. Well, a formal offer was actually made, and Phillips is going to take it. Uh, Phillips had an opportunity to do the same thing here in the Big Ten, but Big Ten opted for Kevin Warren over Phillips. And this is a big-time loss for Northwestern. The Big Ten, Phillips is uh, very uh, highly regarded around uh, you know, the athletic director circles. And uh, it's an unfortunate loss for the Big Ten because uh, Phillips is, is a guy that if he's in contention for a commissioner's job in the Big Ten, he's going to be in contention for a commissioner's job in other conferences. And it's just unfortunate to see that the Big Ten – opted to go outside of the conference with uh, the decision on Kevin Warren. And, you know, a lot of people aren't very happy with Kevin Warren. Now, I personally haven't really uh, – I'm not really going to make my judgment here. That is really what, what it comes down to on Kevin Warren. It's still too early, uh, less than a year, and unique circumstances here. Uh, he's had to battle, obviously, a global pandemic – and he's made some wrong choices. Let's be real here. He has. But there is time for him to make it up. And I believe that over the long run, I'm going to look back and, and think this is just a little blip on the radar. And uh, everything should be fine going forward with the Big Ten. But more news out of Northwestern. And that's defensive coordinator Mike Hankwitz. He's calling it quits. He's hanging it up, hanging up the whistle at the end of the year. And this is so unfortunate for Northwestern because – one of the main reasons why they've been so successful in Pat Fitzgerald's run and just in their run in two of the last three years. Uh, remember, Northwestern has won the Big Ten West two of the last three years. And uh, the big reason why is because of the defense that they run and the defense that is led by Mike Hankwitz. And this is a big blow. Uh, this is something that you know, Pat Fitzgerald doesn't see very often. He doesn't see uh, his team having to replace coordinators unless it's on his own terms. Obviously, Mike Bajikan, uh, he is the new offensive coordinator, but on Pat Fitzgerald's terms. Usually, if you have a job at Northwestern, you have a job at Northwestern. And you do your job right, you're not going anywhere. It's a good job. And it's unfortunate that Fitzgerald is going to see Hankowitz move on. But, uh, you know, as a, as a coach that's, Getting older in the ranks, uh, I, I completely understand the move. Uh, Hankowitz is responsible for almost 400 career wins uh, as a coach. Uh, obviously not a head coach, but 400 career wins is a long, long, long career. That's a long time. And, you know, Hankowitz, uh, his retirement is more than well-earned. And we congratulate him for everything he's done. And it's just unfortunate that, he will be retiring and moving on from coaching for Northwestern. The conference uh, announced their players of the week, and uh, to no surprise, Amir Smith-Marset was it on offense. Uh, two touchdowns, about 140 yards, seven receptions. He was pretty much the offense in 
Iowa's win last weekend. And uh, defensively, uh, Minnesota's linebacker, Marino Soren Marin, another big game for him in an upset win, in my estimation, last week over Nebraska. Uh, and then you've got Jahan Dotson for Penn State, return to punt uh, for a touchdown, uh, an impressive performance. And then uh, Northwestern's Cam Porter was freshman of the week, uh, ran all over the Illini in their rivalry game over the weekend. And, uh, you know, this was not a surprise. Uh, not a lot of people expected Porter really to get a lot of run, but uh, he rushed for over 100 and uh, I think it was 40 yards right around there and uh, on top of that had a couple touchdowns so uh, you can see why he was picked there Um, Josh Whittingham made his decision to fire Lovey Smith and uh, I wasn't 100% sure on you know who was going to be elevated to interim head coach well uh, Whittingham met with the media yesterday it was Rod Smith the offensive coordinator he's going to be interim head coach for this game and, uh, you know, if they opt for a bowl game, now remember, bowl teams, anybody, anybody is eligible for a bowl. If you're invited, you can go. Uh, uh, more bad news for the Fighting Illini as uh, Delano Ware, uh, a corner uh, safety slash linebacker, kind of a do-it-all, everything defender. Uh, he is going to enter the transfer portal. And then uh, Florida safety Joriel Washington uh, decommitted from the program. A little bit of wave from the, the Lovey Smith impact. But again, uh, you know, recruiting was one of the big reasons why uh, I thought that the Illini severely underperformed and continue to underperform. And we'll see if the next coach uh, really makes a focus on recruiting and that aspect of things. A couple of players opted out to the NFL draft of Michigan State. Junior cornerback Shakir Brown, he is gone, as well as Nebraska's offensive tackle, Braden James. He's off to the draft. He was a senior, but remember, this year is a free year for everyone. If you want to come back, you are allowed to come back. If you're a fifth-year senior, you are allowed to come back. This is not counting against your class qualifications. So uh, both of those players uh, will be off to the NFL. Uh, Another player entered the transfer portal and that's Indiana freshman Rashawn Williams uh not really used very much in the Indiana offense so uh, Williams is going to look for a place where he can make a bigger impact and uh, then Jim Harbaugh uh, with national signing day like I said coming up tomorrow or the early signing period at least the first day that prospects can sign uh, you're looking at the the fact that uh, you know this is big on recruiting uh you know, I'm going to go over some, I'm going to go over the top 250 recruits that are committed to Big Ten programs. I'm not, not 250 recruits because that would be boring as hell. But I'm going to tell you each of the top 250 rec- that are in the 200, top 250 according to the 247 Sports Composite. But that will be just in a moment. Uh, you know, so Jim Harbaugh's telling all his recruits that, uh, you know, he's he's committed to the program. He's committed to Michigan, and uh, we'll see if he's coming back. Uh, I think this, you know, it, where, where there's, uh, you know, smoke, there is fire. So we'll see what happens with Jim Harbaugh. But um, the, the rumors that happened over the weekend were about that Harbaugh wasn't happy about the low base salary that was offered by athletic director Ward Emanuel. 
Now, I understand, uh, and everyone's saying it's an ego type of thing, and I get it. I understand what, you know, Harbaugh's thinking and, you know, why he would do that. But in all reality, uh, let's, you know, let's go out there and earn your contract. Uh, I think it's 100% legit. Uh, Michigan is underperformed. Uh, Michigan hasn't done what their fans want them to do, and, and that is to, beat Ohio State and compete for Big Ten championships. Harbaugh has not done that in his tenure. If they played Ohio State this year, most likely they would have lost. When you look at the teams on paper, especially with the COVID issues that the Michigan program was having, although it wasn't as bad as they made it out to be. 0-6, 3-3 against Michigan State, a loss in you know this year against Michigan State and Mel Tucker's first year. Yeah, I completely understand where Manuel's coming from, and it makes sense for him to offer Jim Harbaugh a incentive-laden contract, 100%. And I don't think it's ridiculous to do that. I think it's actually smart. And on top of that, I actually believe that a lot more coaches should have incentives like that. Don't pay these coaches seven, eight, nine million dollars a year when they're severely underperforming. Pay him a base salary, and you know what? If you hit, you know, if you win a Big Ten championship, if you win your division in the Big Ten, if you make the college football playoff, if you send, you know, X amount of guys to the NFL, if you get, you know, according to recruit rankings, if you get a top 25 class, a top 10 class, then there's escalators in your contract. I can't, that, normal life does that. I mean, look, you know, a sales job would do that. Sales job gives you base salary, says, all right, you hit this amount in sales, you get an escalator, you get a bonus, you get, you know, you get this, you get that. Makes sense. Why wouldn't it be, uh, you know, legit in the coaching world? So uh, that's that's something that's interesting, but uh, we'll continue to monitor that uh, with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Rutgers, Noah Vidro, uh, he is going to be a game time decision this weekend. Uh, he Suffered a concussion and was forced out of the game for Rutgers this past week. And uh, we'll see if he's able to get back on the field. Uh, I think that uh, he's very integral in their offense. All right. Like I said, I was going to tell you about all of the recruits inside the top 250, according to the 247 Sports Composite. And the 247 Sports Composite is the rankings, the aggregate rankings of 247 Sports. Rivals and ESPN. Those are the three major recruiting services uh, that rank the top players across the country. And what 247 Sports does is they get them together, they average it out, and that's how they rank their recruits in their composite. So we'll start off with the highest ranked player inside the Big Ten, and that's defensive end Jack Sawyer. He's at number four. He's going to Ohio State. Mecca Ugbuka, uh, the wide receiver, just committed to Ohio State over the weekend. He is number nine, Nolan Rucci, a talented Pennsylvania tackle going to Wisconsin, following his brother, tight end over there, already enrolled in Wisconsin. He is the 15th overall prospect in the country. Donovan Jackson for Ohio State. Uh, He is the 17th ranked uh, player in the country. He's a guard out of Texas. J.J. McCarthy, quarterback uh, from Illinois, prepped at IMG over the – the pandemic, so I'm not really sure how recruiting places are ranking him, whether he's an Illinois uh, 
player or a Florida player, but uh, I guess since he finished his season out in Florida, technically he's a Florida guy, but not really. Uh, nevertheless, McCarthy's going to Michigan. Uh, Travion Henderson, the talented running back out of North Carolina, he is going to Ohio State. He is 25th. Uh, Kyle McCord, Pennsylvania quarterback, going to Ohio State as well. Uh, if you have noticed, there's a lot of Buckeyes here, and there's a reason why, because they have the number two class overall in the country. I'm not going to update that. I will do that on Thursday uh, due to the fact that uh, the, the rankings are going to change. There's going to be commits, decommits, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we'll just kind of keep that at wraps right now. Uh, 47th overall, you've got Ja'Kalen Johnson, the defender, the defensive back. He is going to Ohio State. Uh, 49th, defensive tackle Mike Hall, also going to Ohio State. He's an in-state prospect for them. Uh, Landon Tengwall, uh, they kept an in-state tackle. Penn State did, and uh, he is the 50th overall prospect. Demihun Robinson, defensive end. He's going to Maryland, Maryland's highest-rated prospect for this cycle. Uh, you know, Mike Loxley always does a really good job of recruiting in my estimation, and uh, Johnson's one of the better uh, – I'm sorry, Robinson is one of the better commits that Maryland has gotten in Loxley's short tenure. Uh, Jaden Baller, Ohio State, once again, wide receiver, 66 overall. Right behind him, cornerback Jordan Hancock going to Ohio State as well, 67. At one point in time, Hancock was committed to Clemson. 79, Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver. He is a Michigan commit right now. He's actually going to have a a signing day ceremony, and he's going to choose between him and Alabama. So he is a guy that is on the flip watch. He is 79th overall in the country. Uh, 81st overall, running back Evan Pryor, also Ohio State. He is a North Carolina guy as well. Uh, In-state linebacker Reed Kirikow, uh, going to Ohio State as well. 84th overall, Thomas Fidone, one of the best wide receivers in the country. He is going to Nebraska. He's an Iowa native. Uh, Kind of surprising that uh, he didn't stay with Iowa. Uh, He's going out of state to play at Nebraska. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, that's right. Marvin Harrison, the former Colts star. His son, out of Pennsylvania as well, is a pretty good prospect. 91st overall in the country. He is going to Ohio State. Uh, Linebacker. Uh, Junior Colson going to Michigan. He is the 95th overall player in the country. Uh, Brandon Jennings also going to Michigan. He is a linebacker, 109th in the country. You've got the first Golden Gopher on the list, 121st overall prospect. That is cornerback Avante Dickerson, another offensive lineman for the Buckeyes, 124th. You've got guard Ben Chrisman. At 129, offensive tackle J.P. Benchwagel going to Wisconsin, following his brother as well. If you can see a little trend inside some of the Wisconsin recruiting, they're going after families. And that makes sense. You know why? Because they've already established a relationship with those families. And it's much easier for a parent to say, hey, you know what? I trust this staff. I know this staff. Hey, yeah, go ahead. Go. Uh, we, you know, you've, uh, you've got our blessing. A couple spots behind him at 137th. You've got offensive tackle Riley Malman out of Minnesota going to Wisconsin as well. Uh, Illinois offensive tackle David Davidkoff going to Iowa. He is the 141st overall prospect. TJ Bowlers, big-time defensive end from Wisconsin, kept him in state. He is 154th overall prospect in the country. 161 defensive tackle Tylek Williams going to Ohio State. 
167, Andre Turrentine, also going to Ohio State at 192. Uh, athlete Denzel Burke, probably going to end up on the defensive side of the ball. Another Ohio State guy. 194th overall, uh, you've got Rayshon Benny, defensive tackle, big-time commit there for Mel Tucker. He is a pretty big dude. 195th, you got Lonnie White Jr. He's going to Penn State. Uh, I believe White Jr., his father played for Ohio State. So I know he's an Ohio recruit, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, at 203, you've got safety Johnson Dunn. He is going to Ohio State. Uh, 207, safety Hunter Wohler. He's going to Wisconsin. At 210, center Raheem Anderson. He is a Michigan commit. Uh, Braylon Allen. Uh, linebacker, another guy in state for Wisconsin. They do a really good job of keeping the best talent in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, and go to Wisconsin. He's the 217th overall recruit. A couple spots behind him, defensive end Quinton Somerville. He's going to Michigan. 221, Kobe Connor. Uh, I'm sorry, Connor Kobe. Uh, got those flipped around. He is going to Iowa at 222, Christian Dixon. And this is another guy that Michigan is taking a look at uh, and still trying to recruit because Dixon has been chattering on the internet about potentially joining Xavier Worthy and flipping to Alabama. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, Caleb King, corner, uh, going to Penn State. He is the 223rd overall recruit. Uh, you've got Teddy Proseca. He is an offensive tackle, going to Nebraska. Uh, he is 240, 241, Jacquez Smith, the first Hoosier that is appearing in the top 250. Uh, he's a wide receiver going to Tom Allen's squad. Uh, 243, you've got Donovan McCulley. He is a very talented in-state quarterback for Indiana. So the Hoosiers, uh, again, doing a good job, and I think Tom Allen is probably going to expect a big-time signing day. I think he's going to get a lot of solid players to ultimately commit uh, at, because they're, uh, you know, they're, they've been kind of slow with recruiting. Uh, Audric Esteem, uh, the New Jersey running back, he is currently committed to Michigan State. He did get a Notre Dame offer yesterday, though, and this is the one offer that I think could change things for him. Uh, we'll see if that actually does, but he's 100% on flip watch. And then the last guy inside the top 250 inside the Big Ten is Linebacker Jaden Hood, he is going to Michigan. So uh, expect some craziness uh, tomorrow. Some of these names are not going to sign with the programs that they are committed to right now. It is going to be something different because these 21 players have been really given the shaft. Uh, There is a blackout period right now. It's been going on for a very long time. Many of these players have not been able to see the campuses without the coaches. So uh, we'll continue to monitor what's going on, but uh, there's a lot of talent coming to the Big Ten once again. And I think that that is the lifeblood of every program. That is how you become one of the better programs in the country is recruiting. Recruit, recruit, recruit. If you're able to recruit, you're probably going to see some uh, pretty good results on the field. It's not always out uh, about X's and O's. Sometimes it's about those Jimmys and Joes. And uh, when your Jimmys and Joes are, are better than the other team's Jimmys and Joes, 
you have a much higher chance of winning, and that's why I believe recruiting is so, so important for any program, not just in the Big Ten. I'm talking any program across the country. All right, a couple things in basketball. Uh, they gave out the players of the week, and these three players, you're probably going to hear their names uh, a lot on Big Ten Players of the Week. Uh, for uh, the regular, uh, basketball usually only gives out uh, just a regular and then a freshman. Well, they split it this past week, Ayo DeSumo and Luca Garza. the Probably the two guys that uh, right now are at the top of everyone's Player of the Year watch list on top of Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, these two players are just phenomenal. Um, they might not have the highest NBA ceilings, neither of these two players, but I'll tell you what, both of these players are awesome, big-time college basketball guys. And, uh, you know, Luka Garza is going to go down as one of the best ever to play at Iowa. Uh, you, you might not be able to say that about Ayo Desumu, but uh, his career has been just absolutely fantastic as well. But, uh, you know, Luka Garza is going to you know, bring home some hardware, I think, this year, and uh, a lot of it. Uh, Hunter Dickinson, the talented freshman uh, yesterday, uh, was named the freshman of the week, got the start, scored 20 points, had the game-tying and game-winning basket against Penn State in the Big Ten opener on Sunday. Understandable why Dickinson was given the award. Uh, he's uh, he's performed very admirably for the Wolverines so far this year. All right, the coaches polled. The AP and the coaches were released uh, for basketball. Uh, tonight uh, is the football college football playoff. That's why I don't go over that on Mondays anymore because, to be honest with you, the AP and the coaches, they really don't mean anything because the only rankings that really do are the college football playoffs. So, with that in mind, you've got Iowa, number three in both of the polls. Right behind them, Michigan State, number four, both of the polls. You're going to have to go a little bit lower to find the next Big Ten team, and that is Wisconsin. They are 12th overall in both the polls. Right behind them, the Fighting Illini at one point in time. Um, actually, last week, they were ranked in the top ten. Uh, a tough loss to Missouri in their rivalry game uh, had them tumble just a couple spots, a seven actually in the AP, just four in the coaches. Uh, you've got Rutgers at 19 in the AP, 17th in the coaches. Ohio State is 20 in the AP and 19th in the coaches. Uh, and then you've got Michigan just jumping in there. Uh, in the AP, they are 25th overall. And then in the coaches, they are 24th. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're looking at uh, other teams getting votes, uh, Indiana's getting a couple votes. Uh, Minnesota's getting a couple votes. Uh, Maryland's getting a couple votes over there in the coaches. So pretty solid showing around the Big Ten. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I think they're arguably the, the deepest conference in the country. Uh, I'd have to think that you're looking at, you know, three to four teams that have a legit chance at winning a, a, a not just a 
conference title, but a national championship. I really think so. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Apologize for the lateness of it. I was actually trying to get a PlayStation this morning, which, uh, once again, didn't turn out very well for me, but it happens. Uh, again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm, I'm Radio Studio. Share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Tuesday, Big Ten fans. Talk to you tomorrow morning.